Check. Man. You really have to go to the pit before you go to the palace. You really have to. It's, it's a journey. It's part of a journey. Even Jesus had to go to the pit. Joseph, he was thrown in the pit. What about Jonah? Three days, three nights in the belly of the fish. Why? Why do these men, before they become so great, why do they have to go to the pit? Look at Nelson Mandela. He had to go to the prison. He stood for what he believed in. That's a period of persecution and trial. It's not smooth. But are you going to give up? Are you going to turn back? Are you going to quit? There are several reasons for you to turn back if you wanted to. You will find a hundred reasons. Oh, I was born poor. Oh, I didn't have the right friends. You know, oh, my parents didn't teach me. There's a lot of reasons why you should quit. Oh, I can't handle this. Oh, I'm not big enough. I'm not tough enough. But if you quit, you might not get to the palace. Listen, Joseph had a vision of his future that he was going to be great. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and who stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone? As the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy, who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it bursts from the womb? 
and as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness. For I locked it behind barred gates, limiting its shores. I said, this far and no farther you will come. Here your proud waves must stop. Have you ever commanded the morning to appear? Have you caused the dawn to rise in the east? Have you made daylight spread to the ends of the earth? To bring an end to the night's wickedness? As the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. It is robed in brilliant colors. The light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Have you explored the springs from which the seas come? Have you explored their depths? Do you know where the gates of death are located? Have you seen the gates of utter gloom? Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know. Where does light come from? And where does darkness go? Can you take each of them to their home? Do you know how to get there? But of course you know all this. For you were born before all was created. And you are so very experienced. Have you visited the storehouses of the snow? Or seen the storehouses of hail? I have reserved them as weapons for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war. Where is the path to the source of life? Where is the home of the east wind? Who created a channel for the torrents of rain? Who laid out a path for the lightning? Who makes the rain fall on a barren land, in a desert where no one lives? Who sends rain to satisfy the parched ground and make the tender grass to spring up? Does the rain have a father? Who gives birth to the dew? Who is the mother of the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens? The water turns to ice as hard as a rock and the surface of the water freezes. Can you direct the movement of the stars? Can you direct the movement? The stars binding the cluster of the Pleiades? Or can you loosen the cords of Orion? Can you direct the sequence of the seasons or guide the bear with her cubs across the heavens? Do you know the laws of the universe? Can you use them to regulate the earth? Can you shout to the clouds and make it rain? Can you make lightning appear and cause it to strike as you direct? Who gives intuition to the heart and instinct to the mind? Who is wise enough to count all the clouds? <laughs>
broke and tilt the water jars of heaven. When the parched ground is dry and the soil has hardened into clods, can you stalk prey for a lioness and satisfy the young lion's appetites? As they lie in their dens or crouch in the thicket, who provides food for the ravens? When they are young, cry out to God and wander about in hunger. Do you know when the wild goats give birth? Have you watched as deer are born in the wild? Do you know how many months they carry their young? Are you aware of the time of their delivery? They crouch down to give birth to their young and deliver their offspring. Their young grow up in the open fields, then leave home and never return. Who gives the wild donkey its freedom? Who untied its ropes? I have placed it in the wilderness. Its home is the wasteland. It hates the noise of the city and has no driver to shout at it. The mountains are its pasture land where it searches for every blade of grass. Will the wild ox consent to being tamed? Will it spend the night in your store? Can you hitch a wild ox to a plow? Will it plow a field for you? Given its strength, can you trust it? Can you live and trust the ox to do your work? Can you rely on it to bring home your grain and deliver it to your threshing floor? The ostrich flaps her wings grandly but they are no match for the feathers of the stork. She lays her eggs on the top of the earth, letting them be warmed in the dust. She doesn't worry that a foot might crush them or a wild animal might destroy them. She is harsh towards her young, as if they were not her own. She doesn't care if they die. For God has deprived her of wisdom. He has given her no understanding. But whenever she jumps up to run, she passes the swiftest horse with his rider. Have you given the horse its strength? Or clothed his neck with a flowing mane? Did you give it the ability to leap like a locust? Its majestic snorting is terrifying. It powers the earth and rejoices in its strength. When it charges out to battle, it laughs at fear and is unafraid. It does not run from the sword. The arrows rattle against it, and the spear and javelin flash. It paws the ground fiercely and rushes into battle when the ram's horn blows. It snorts at the sound of the horn. It senses the battle in the distance. It 
quivers at the captain's commands and the noise of battle. Is it your wisdom that makes the hawk soar and spread its wings toward the south? Is it at your command that the eagle rises to the heights to make its nest? It lives on the cliffs. It makes its home on a distant rocky crag on the cliffs. From there it haunts its prey, keeping watch with piercing eyes. Its young gulp down blood, and where there is carcass, there you will find it certainly. Do you still want to argue with the Almighty? You are God's critic, but do you have the answers? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Will you really annul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you may be justified? Have you got an arm like God? Or can you thunder with a voice like His? And adorn yourself with majesty and splendor, and array yourself with glory and beauty. Disperse the rage of your wrath. Look on everyone who is proud and humble him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low. Tread down the wicked in their place. Hide them in the dust together. Bind their faces in darkness. Then I will also confess to you that your own right hand can save you. Look at Behemoth which I made along with you. He eats grass like an ox, but see how his strength is in his hips, and his power is in his stomach muscles. He moves his tail like a cedar, the sinews of his thighs are tightly knit. His bones are like the beams of bronze. His ribs are like bars of iron. He is the first of the ways of God. Only he who made him can bring near his sword. Surely the mountains yield food for him, and all the beasts of the field play there. He lies under the lotus trees in a covert of reeds and marsh. The lotus trees cover him with their shade, the willows by the brooks surround him. Indeed the river may rage, yet he is not disturbed. He is confident even though the Jordan gushes into his mouth. Though he takes it in his eyes or one pierces his nose with a snare. Can you draw out Leviathan with a hook? Or snare his tongue with a line which you lower? Can you put a reed through his nose? Or pierce his jaw with an hook? Will he make any supplications to you? Will he speak softly to you? Will he make a covenant with you? Will you take him as a servant forever? Will you play with him as with a bird? Or will you leash him for your maidens? 
Will your companions make a banquet of him? Will they apportion him among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons? Or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hand on him and remember the battle. Never do it again. Indeed, any hope of overcoming him is false. Shall one not be overwhelmed at the sight of him? No one is so fierce that he would dare stir him up. Who then is able to stand against me? Who has preceded me that I should pay him? Everything under the heaven is mine. I will not conceal his limbs, his mighty power, or his graceful proportions. Who can remove his outer coat? Who can approach him with a double burden? Who can open the doors of his face with his terrible teeth all around? His rows of scales are his pride, shut up tightly as with a seal. One is so near another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together and cannot be parted. His sneezings flash forth light. And his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth goes a burning light. And sparks of fire shoots out. Smoke goes out of his nostrils as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath kindles coals, and a flame goes out of his mouth. Strength dwells in his neck, and sorrow dances before him. The folds of his flesh are joined together. They are firm on him and cannot be moved. His heart is as hard as stone, even as hard as the lower milestone. When he raises himself up, the mighty are afraid. Because of his crashings, they are besides themselves. Even though the sword reaches him, it cannot avail, nor does spear, dart, or javelin. He regards iron as straw and bronze as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones become like stubble to him. Darts are regarded as straw. He laughs at the threat of javelins. His undersides are sharp portraits. He spreads pointed marks in the mire. He makes the deep boil like a pot. He makes the sea like a pot of ointment. He leaves a shiny wake behind him. One would think that the deep had white hair. On the earth, there is nothing like him which is made without fear. He beholds every high thing. He is king over all the children of pride.